Radio 1 91FM podcast. So it's time for the deep dive, and this week we're looking at the Kinks, who are perhaps not the most overtly psychedelic band, um, but they, they're pretty, they had some pretty garage rock songs, and I think some of their later hits are pretty firmly in the psychedelic realm. Anyway, uh, the Kinks were together from 1964 to 1966, so 32 years, which is a pretty incredible amount of time. In that time, they released 24 studio albums and five live albums, so they're pretty damn prolific. They were formed by Ray and Dave Davies, who were brothers in North London, and the original slash the classic lineup, which is uh, this lineup was together until 1969-ish, uh, 1968-69, about that time. Um, it was Ray Davies on vocals and guitar, and Ray also wrote most of their songs. Dave Davies on guitar and backing vocals and sometimes lead vocals, Pete Quaife on bass, and Mick Avery on drums. Uh, originally, they're part of the British Invasion bands, which is the bands that the British bands that had hits in the US after the Beatles had their number one with I Want to Hold Your Hand. But the Kinks were banned from touring the US in 1965, allegedly because someone made a comment about mop-haired Brits coming over and having hits, and uh, they got into a fight with that guy, so <laughs> they got banned. Um, so subsequent albums after that are really shifting away from the sort of blues influence that a lot of other British bands were getting into, and it's going back into British uh, uh, culture and nostalgia, and it's really focusing on that. And really that's where they came into their own, at least in my opinion. Um, I guess they're notable for Ray Davies's witty, observational writing style and their lyrics, and for their reflections on English life. They were most successful from the mid-60s to early 70s. At that point, they had you know several top 10 hits in the US and the UK. Um, there was a period of about five albums in the mid-70s which were really unsuccessful, like didn't chart, or if they did chart, they charted really poorly, like critically and commercially terrible. Um, but then they had a brief revival in the late 70s and early 80s with a live album and a couple of strong studio albums, and they had... A hit with Come Dancing in 1983, I believe, went to number six in the US. Anyway, um, let's get into it. So the first song, obviously the first song I have to talk about is You Really Got Me. It's, you know, their most famous song, arguably. It's their signature song. Um, it was their first big international hit. Yeah, it's got that distinctive riff, that da 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 it's one of the earliest recorded examples of intentional guitar distortion. Obviously, there'd been distortion in other songs, and you know some songs had used like fuzzy sort of bass, but this is the first sort of song that really intentionally used distortion on guitar. It's in that garage rock style, and uh, to get the distortion, Dave Davies didn't use a guitar pedal, and he didn't turn up the gain on his amp because back then, you know, amps didn't have much gain, and you know there weren't really many distortion effects pedals, or effects pedals in general. So Dave Davies slit, he got a knife, and he slit um, the, the speaker cone on his amp. So that's the, the speaker, if you slit it, um, so you, he just stuck his knife into it. And it creates that sort of distorted, cool effect. And they re recreated that in the studio, I believe by somehow hooking up his original amp into a, a bigger Vox amp and a bunch of stuff like that. Um, it was a big hit. It came out in 1964. It reached number one in the UK and number seven, number seven in the US. Um, it's using power chords, which is um, to give a brief explanation. A chord usually has three notes. It's got the uh, the root note. So if you're playing an E chord, the root note is E. It's got the third and the fifth. And a power chord, you get rid of the third, so you've just got the root note and the fifth. And it doesn't makes it unclear. You don't hear if it's major or minor. So you just hear the sort of you know it's E, you don't know what type of E chord it is, for example. And um, that really inspired later punk and metal acts, um, you know, using power chords, lots of distortion, fast sort of rough production, fast, uh, fast riffs, fast playing. In fact, Van Halen, the famous metal band Van Halen, uh, released a cover of You Really Got Me as their first single ever. So yeah, um, it's pretty cool. So let's listen to this. This is You Really Got Me, and then after that we'll play A Well-Respected Man by The Kinks. This is the Deep Dive Into The Kinks on Monday Night Psych. You're listening to The One, Radio One, 91 FM.
Macy's Flash Deals and use it in-store at our majestic discounters to save bucket loads of cash. The Rad One app saves you money, unlocks rewards through loyalty achievement, and it lives on your phone. The Rad One app is available on the Google Play and Apple App Store now. Or head to www.radone.co.nz to get it. Show sure. <coughs> You boys want a dart? Ugh, gross. Ditch the darts. You should come with us to Shosha. They're basically New Zealand's vape and hookah specialist with an amazing selection of vapes, mods, pens and pods, batteries, the lot. They've got everything shisha and ask about the new heat not burn smoking alternative. Shosha, now in South Dunedin at 197 King Edward Street and City Centre at 14 Hanover Street. Open seven days a week, strictly R18. That was a well-respected man by the Kinks. And if you're wondering, wow, what happened between those two singles, um, that's really the key to the Kinks sound, is they changed after about a year. They were hit, releasing all these big hits. They were, um, you know, garage rock. They were fast, abrasive, cool. And um, they are really good songs, that, that first year from about 1964 to early 1965. Those songs are real cool hits. But... Um, after they got banned from touring in the US, they really switched up their sound, and Ray Davies started writing about, you know, English life and all that stuff. And um, A Well-Respected Man is the start of that experimentation into softer sounds and observational lyrics. It's based off an experience uh, Ray Davies had with upper-class guests at a hotel he was staying at in 1965. You know, it's his sort of frustration at the hypocrisy of the veneer of respectability that he saw the middle and upper classes as maintaining or perceiving to maintain and it's a really cool song like um it's really simple it's it's only about like five chords or six chords or something but it's really simple and it's just you know acoustic guitar and it's got that real um bouncy bopping bass line i really love it but yeah it's, it's just such a, a stark contrast to you really got me and he followed up this sort of um observational style of writing and the sort of softer sounds and using more acoustic guitars and uh, the driving ideas from the British musical traditions as opposed to, like, American blues and jazz and R&B and all that sort of stuff. So next up, we're going to listen to Dedicated Follower of Fashion, which is um, from 1966. Like Well-Respected Man, and, you know, it draws from British music traditions much more than American blues and stuff. Um, it's a criticism slash satire of the fashion of swinging London. So this is like mod culture, you know, crazy sort of outfits. If you can imagine Hendrix and Clapton and stuff wearing, you know, all those psychedelic cool outfits, this is the sort of stuff that Ray Davies is uh, criticizing. Um, I really love the intro. It's got this sort of like distorted, I don't know what effect they've done to it, but it's these distorted sounding guitar chords. And then it just... Uh, completely sort of quiets down and you come in with the, the single guitar and vocals which is similar to Well Respected Man and then the whole band comes in and it's, just, it's a really good song it's got some uh, really witty lines in it you know um, he, he flits from shop to shop like a butterfly um, but he's as thicko as can be it's a really cool song um, so yeah this is dedicated follower of fashion and then after that we will have sunny afternoon this is the deep dive into the kinks you're listening to monday night psych on radio one here is dedicated follower of fashion <laughs> It will make or break him, so he's got to buy the best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion And when he does his little rounds Round the boutiques of London town All the latest fashion trends Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is He thinks he is a flower to be looked at And when he pulls his frilly nylon And his raked up tight he feels a dedicated 
that is flattery. One week he's in polka dots, the next week he's in stripes. This pleasure-seeking individual always looks his best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is, oh yes he is, oh yes he is, oh yes he is He flits from shop to shop just like a butterfly In matters of the cloth he is a So 
that was uh, Sunny Afternoon by The Kinks. Um, I love that song. It's That riff is so distinctive, that um, descending piano guitar riff. Um, it's from 1966, so it's a year after Dedicate... Oh, it's the same year, sorry. It's Dedicated Follower of Fashion. Um, it's referencing the high levels of tax at the time, which is um, similar to the Beatles song Taxman. Both are talking about the same thing. Um, once again, you're getting that British musical focus, so not doesn't sound like rock or American blues. Um, I love the lyrics in this song, you know, like, my girlfriend's run off with my car, gone back to her ma and pa, telling tales of drunkenness and cruelty. Um, it's just, I don't know, I, I really like that, uh, cynicism and wit. Um, that, that piano guitar riff is really awesome, especially at the end of the chorus, and they'll be chanting, like, it's in the summertime, and you still, and you can get descending riff. I love the contrast thematic contrast of that. Um, this song was a massive hit. It went to number one in the UK. It was there for two weeks. Um, I love the backing vocals as well, which is a real key element of a lot of Kink songs. The backing vocals are real spot on. They're awesome. And I really like the, the sort of rougher, raw production on the lead vocals and the sort of, um, you know, when, you, when he's singing like, save me, save me, <laughs> except not as atonal as that. Um, and then it goes sort of a bit softer in the, the main chorus. And, yeah, the lyrics in this are awesome. Same with a dedicated follower of fashion. It's got lyrics like, uh, one thing that he loves and that is flattery, or one week he's in polka dots, polka dots and the next week he's in stripes. You know, it's just... The, the cynicism and uh, wit in his lyrics really amp up the songs. And really, you could argue the music is just a vehicle for those lyrics. Anyway, let's go on to Autumn Almanac, which is possibly one of my favourite songs. Um, I love the lyrics on this. It's such a uh, nostalgic observation of like English life in the '60s, or you know, perhaps an English ideal, picturesque life that may have never actually existed. Um, you've got the brass band in it. It's sort of a strange structure. It shifts around. There's not really a clear chorus. Um, you know, there's no clear verses. All the verses are kind of different in terms of musical content and then obviously lyrical content. Um, and that's the same for a lot of kink songs actually they're more like stories rather than a you know verse chorus verse chorus um it's got a really awesome descending chord progression when he says a uh, tea and buttered current buns and i love that because it's, it's sort of positive and then it, he he sings the word tea and it just goes real down and descending and you know because he's talking about it becoming winter and cold and um yeah, there's a similar effect with the brass band on the lyric, This Is My Street, sort of about near the end of the song. It's just a really awesome song. I really love the keen sort of sense of nostalgia it portrays, and I, I love the lyrics in it. So yeah, this is Autumn Almanac by The Kinks. You're listening to The Deep Dive on Monday Night Psych on Radio 1.
that was Autumn Almanac by The Kinks, which is such a cool song. I really love the uh, the, the production on that brass band, especially it's got a sort of riff that goes like, da-da-da-da, and it, I don't know, it just sounds really cool to me. Um, next, we're going to have a look at three songs, the first three songs from uh, their awesome concept album. It's from 1968. It's called The Kinks Out of Village Green Preservation Society, and if you've liked any sort of ounce of the last few songs I've played, I definitely, definitely recommend checking this album out. It's just really fantastic. But that's not what the consumers thought at the time. This, uh, this album failed to chart. It did terribly. It, um, it only went gold uh, in 2018, 50 years after it released, so that's 100,000 records sold in the UK. Um, but it was critically acclaimed, and it's become a bit of a cult album, and it's just considered a really sort of awesome... Uh, nostalgic, poignant concept album about sort of English life. And um, so it starts off with the Village Green Preservation Society, it's the first song, written by Ray Davies, as are all of the songs on the album, and it's sort of an ode to the things, at least he claimed it was an ode to the things he treasured, you know, speaking nostalgically of uh, Tudor houses, draught beers, the English-speaking vernacular, or at least uh, perhaps uh, uh, a bit of a satire on that stereotypical English life. It's got some real awesome lines in it, like uh, God save little shops, china cups and virginity. It's really funny. Um, this whole album is really funny, actually. Um, it's really good satire. And then moving on, the second song is uh, Do You Remember Walter? And I, I feel like it's got such a poignant, keen sense of uh, the feeling of moving on or of loss or nostalgia. Like, um, losing a friend, and it's like... <laughs> He, he if the, at one point he's oh that was a a spasm um and a half, at one point he says like, um Walter my old friend, um I used to know you but wouldn't do I know you now, and it's it's just such a, oh I feel like it's a very apt level of uh, nostalgia, I feel when I listen to it, um, moving on in different periods of my life. Um, I love the chorus on that song. It's got a sad wistful melody, the vocal soar. It's a bit of a slower tempo tempo because the sort of verse is quite fast and then moving on this picture book which is the third song of the three it has a really fat riff it's like this the scale scale sort of riff like duh, duh, duh. <laughs> that was a, that was a terrible imitation but it's you'll you'll hear it and it's a really cool catchy riff going up and down the scale it's got really awesome vocal harmonies especially in the chorus and i really love the 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 bright sort of acoustic guitar tone and the bass tone on that song is really awesome. It's bright bass tone. So yeah, I'm going to play this as a group of three because I feel like they work really well together, as does the whole album. So this is the Village Green Preservation Society, Do You Remember Walter, and Picture Book from the Kinks album, uh, The Kinks Art, The Village Green Preservation Society. You're listening to the deep dive onto the kink- on the Kinks, and you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 1. Anti-tape of the 
That was Picture Book by The Kinks, and before that we had Do You Remember Walter and the Village Green Preservation Society, all from their 1968 album, The Kinks Are the Village Green Preservation Society. And if you like that, I cannot recommend enough checking out that album. It's really good. Um, coming up next, we're going to look at Plastic Man, which is one of my favourite songs. It's a, it's a bit sort of harder hitting, it's a bit less acoustic. Um, it's really funny. It's a criticism, arguably, of like plastic people, plastic middle class. At least that's how I interpret it. 
I love the sort of almost carnival like main riff to it. It's real bouncy. It's kind of strange. Um, it was written to be a hit because the previous album, as I said, failed to chart in either the UK or the US, and their previous singles hadn't charted charted as well. And I, I mean, I think the song should have been a hit. It only got to number thirty-one in the UK, and the reason it only got to number thirty-one is because the BBC refused to play it because it says a, a bad word, and that bad word is bum. It says the word bum, so the BBC refused to play it on air. Um, but it's a really good song, and we'll play it on Radio 1 because we don't care about those rules. Um, it's a really funny song. It's got some great lines like, uh, Can't disfigure, can't disgrace, plastic man. His children want to be plastic like their dad. He's got a phony smile that makes you think he understands, but no one ever gets the truth from Plastic Man. Um, I really love it. I feel like it's a real good uh, cutting-edge satire of plastic people, and we all know them, the people who live in the suburbs and are vote conservative and are boring, and perhaps that's a, a bit of a stereotype, but I guess that's what he's satiring, that stereotype. And I just think it's really good. Um, I really love the tone of the guitars on this song. They're sort of crunchy. They're a little trebly. They're quite bright, but it really works. I think it's an awesome song. So this is Plastic Man by The Kinks. You're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 1. That was Plastic Man by The Kinks, which is a really awesome song. I really like it. The last song I'm going to go into depth tonight about in the, the steep dive is Waterloo Sunset. So we're going to jump back a couple of years. This is from 1967, but I thought I'd leave it to the end because it's one of my favourite songs. It's a really 
beautiful song. It's got poignant lyrics. It's got that really distinctive, you know, uh, sort of intro with the bass and guitar playing. I, th- I think it's a descending riff, or maybe it's ascending. I'll have to listen to it again and check it out. Um, but it's really cool. And then I love the main riff. They use um, Dave Davies used a, a tape echo, which is like a type of delay. So it, you play a note on your guitar and it sort of repeats it like an echo to get that this really cool, distinctive effect. The backing vocals are really great. They're just so on point, as always. And I, 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 just, I just love the descriptions of like urban isolation and feeling sort of lost and small and insignificant within a massive city. You know, millions of people at Waterloo Station, and it's... I don't know, I really love it. I love... I believe it's a modulation, or at least it sounds like it's changing to the minor key, relative minor, when every li- every uh, verse or chorus, depending on how you want to think of it, and it says that he... Ray Davies sings, and they don't, you know, need no friends or whatever. And I just love it. It's such a nice switch, and it makes it sound... I don't know, so gentle and soft. I really like it. It was the first Kink song produced solely by Ray Davies, and he didn't like his production on it, but um, I think, and many other people have thought, that he's just very uh, intensely self-critical, because I really love the song. And um, I don't know how you say his name, Robert Christgau, or Christgau, who's a famous American music critic, called it the most beautiful song in the English language, which is pretty high praise. Um, so yeah, this is Waterloo Sunset by the kinks and then after that we're going to finish on lola which i'm not going to talk about but it's an awesome song so i wanted to play it tonight so this is waterloo sunset by the kinks and this concludes our deep dive into the kinks this week next week we'll be looking at a contemporary artist so that's you know 1990s onwards so yeah this is waterloo sunset by the kinks you've been listening to the deep dive on monday night psych on radio one
That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.